I know that you're in business and you think you're supposed to be selling stuff, but we're actually going to talk about giving stuff away. Curious? Then settle in for a conversation of how you can make money giving away stuff. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, my guest, Dr. Shirag Shamassian, is going to talk about why you should give away free things. Now, who is he? He and his team of admission nerds have been helping high-achieving students get into America's top colleges and medical schools and graduate programs for over 15 years. Despite growing up with Tourette's syndrome and being told that his odds of academic and professional success were slim, Dr. Shamassian completed his undergraduate degree at Cornell and his doctorate at UCLA. And so his expertise on the admissions process has been featured on websites like the Washington Post, NBC, and U.S. News and World Report, where he discusses how to leverage your personal and professional experience to create standout applications. And my guess is that he uses free stuff to attract his customers. Shirag, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Lorraine, and, and good guests. I am really excited to talk about free stuff because that's always been part of my business model. So tell me a little bit about why you decided to produce free content for your business. It all started organically and out of need, honestly. So years ago, uh, I was helping students and I was actually looking for guides on how to help that I could share with my students on various things like how to develop their college list or how to write their medical school personal statement and stuff like that. And I was sort of scouring the web for good resources and I realized that there weren't any that I thought were good enough uh, and that my students would really appreciate. So I started writing. And I started writing things that I wish I had or that I wish my students would have. And I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> from, a, from an SEO standpoint or uh, really from a business standpoint. But over time, I started getting more and more consultation requests. I'm like, who are these people? Why are they finding out about me? How, how are they doing that? And I realized that a lot of the content I had created around these admissions processes was being favored by Google and other search engines and things like that. And I was like, whoa, okay, I realized the power of this, I, again, completely inadvertently. And, and now uh, and now we have a site, of course, that gets a lot of visitors and a lot of folks find our resources very valuable. And, and that's been very helpful for business. Absolutely. You know, I, like you, started blogging because I thought it was interesting, because I thought that people would find some of this information valuable. And the thing that really amazes me is that some of the content that I wrote six, seven, eight years ago, people still find. And so if you create good quality free information, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's absolutely true. A lot of the, a lot of our, I guess, highest performing pages, you could say are indeed some of our oldest. Now, some of them are newer ones. And, you know, as we've gotten more sophisticated with this, but it's absolutely true. Like if you venture out and think, wow, I just really want to create the best resources that I can, that are comprehensive, et cetera, then uh, they can pay off for many, many years to come. Awesome. Okay. So now I've written this killer blog post, this great how-to list, a wonderful checklist. I've got it there. How do I approach the attraction part? How do I get people to 
find it? Yeah. So it actually, I would advise people to think about that even before they begin to write. Mm-hmm. Now, I wish, I wish <laughs> I knew this years ago. I did not. But there, you know, you wanna you wanna write about things that people actually care to read, right? A lot of times when we when we sit down as bloggers just starting out, you know, we like to think, oh, like I'm just gonna share my thoughts with the world. And we sort of we take a certain approach to it that might not be the most effective from an attraction standpoint. And over time this was certainly the case. So, you know, for, for folks out there who are listening, like we have I think we probably still have a few blog articles where our URLs were really clunky. I remember mm-hmm. I started these on getting into medical school and the title was Trust Me, I'm applying to become a doctor, part one, all this kind of stuff. And that was like the URL, like this ridiculous thing. And it's because I hadn't studied actual search terms that people were looking for and things of that nature. So if you if you do some research ahead of time, and you know, I suppose that the depths of that are beyond the scope of you know our conversation today, then you can really stack the chips in your favor rather than just going for it blind. Because one of the most discouraging things for bloggers is, you know, working really hard on your piece, pouring your heart into it clicking publish, thinking, okay, this is going to be great, and then crickets, <laughs> right? Because if that happens over and over again, you're going to be very discouraged and you might quit on whatever venture you started. You've really hit the nail on the head, this whole idea that if you publish it, it's, it's this is not the field of dreams. And if you publish it, they may or may not come right away. And so you have to kind of nudge, I think, your content a little bit and maybe work a little harder to get it in front of people, you know, sharing Mm -hmm. it on social media, or if you have a newsletter, kind of letting people know, hey, there's something new here and it's worth looking at. Exactly. And the promotion piece is key, Lorraine. I'm glad you mentioned that because people think, oh, you know, write it and they will come. Well, maybe down the line, but, you know, things like organic traffic and SEO and what have you, SEO, by the way, for those who aren't familiar with search engine optimization, that's the way Google figures out who to rank Mm -hmm. on their searches. Same thing with other search engines. But essentially, people will write and put a ton of effort into writing. Some people say, you know, folks spend 80% of their time writing 20% on promotion or even 90-10 or 95-5 or something like that. And, And really, you want to make sure that the stuff that you put your time into, you probably have an expertise that a lot of folks can find valuable, but if it doesn't reach anybody, then it's not going to be valuable for anyone, Absolutely. right? And so you have to figure out what the proper channel is for you. And and everyone's going to have an opinion. Use Facebook, use Instagram, <laughs> use uh, Medium, just publish on your own blog, use YouTube or whatever. But different pieces of content and different industries, I think, jive better with mm-hmm. certain platforms than others. And, and your voice and your style also jive well with certain platforms and others. So it's important that you not look around and just see what everyone else is doing, but think, okay, like, who's my target audience? Where do they hang out? Mm-hmm. And my content, like, what format is it in? And how is it going to be most well received? That's great advice. One of the things that I think a lot of people struggle with when they're starting out about writing content is if I tell people and I give all this information away for free, they won't need me. I always think it's more a matter of when they see how much is really involved, they need me more. Agreed. 
And, and the thing is with, with free content, I, I always tell, you know, people and I tell our team too, like we do the vast, most of the people who consume our content will never reach out to us. They'll never buy anything from us. And I'm okay with that. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that mm-hmm. because I want people to get help and good help, regardless of whether or not I see, you know, a dollar from that. Right. And, and there are so many students every single year that reach out to us and say, hey, I've never met you. You don't know me, uh, but I use all your stuff and I got into this school and I, I'm so grateful for that. And, that. and that's wonderful. But you're right, Lorraine, if you know, when you demonstrate your expertise and the depth of any of a certain subject, folks can read that and think, OK, I could do this alone. But, whoa, this is a little more complex than I thought I might need help. Right. I think that conversation happens in people's minds. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, okay, if their paid stuff is this good, how, excuse me, if the free stuff is this good, how good is the paid stuff, right? And I think that happens psychologically in our heads. And and we're all sort of susceptible to that stuff, right? Whether it's in our own field or in other fields or anything like that, it's okay to to hire an expert for something that they might be better at than, than you are. Absolutely. I think this is a great place to pause. I think that really getting a lot of my listeners to think about giving away a little bit of their of your expertise and recognizing that when you do that, you actually will attract a higher caliber of customer. They'll be, I think, more prepared to work with you because they know more about what you do and what you don't do. And they're also more committed because they already know they don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have a share, you have a common language, mm-hmm. right? You're not, they're not starting from zero. They're, like you said, familiar with what you do and the area that you're working in. I think it's a win-win for everybody. Fantastic. Thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. And we are going to have a link to Shamasi Consulting, as well as your Facebook and LinkedIn profiles so that people can follow up with you and learn more about what you do. And if they've got a high school student getting ready to apply for college, we're going to encourage them to talk to you as well. Thank you, Lorraine. I really appreciate you having me. This was fun. It was a lot of fun. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to look for more episodes of More Than A Few Words, you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to two. They're short. Share one with a friend and leave a review. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.